Good day, madam. Well, well, well. Can I confess something to you? Confess away, baby. So one of my favorite salutations to say is greetings. Yes. It's unique and it's quirky and it's funny. I for sure stole that from you to like text a guy with. P.S. No, but I think I stole. No, my confession was that I stole greetings from you. <gasps> I distinctly remember hearing you say greetings to someone and thinking it was so funny. And then oh. when I worked at Stance, I only addressed people with either good day or greetings. <gasps> and it was very charming. People loved it. Are you kidding me right now? I'm serious. Yeah. And I never gave you any credit. I was just like, yep, I am this quirky and fun. There's like a strange chicken in the egg thing that happens with us where like we both get each other's coolness from each other. And then I start to think with this, like this particular scenario, like, wow, Lauren's so funny and interesting and has such a like crazy, amazing turn of phrase. The like gaslight ourselves. Literally. I think we have to stop like being friends Uh, (laughs) to maintain our separate identities. For the sake of our burgeoning media empire, I'm going to say we have to continue our friendship and our (sighs) sisterhood, unfortunately. That's so funny that literally you got greetings from me because I like I was like, well, I got to give it up. I got greetings from you, Lauren. Ha ha. <laughs> Joke's on me. No, 100% I remember distinctly being like, I'm going to copy that. Damn. I know. Okay, Chan, how you been? Hold on one second, actually. I have to take off my sweatshirt. Hold on. Lauren, for the listeners, Lauren's always wearing like one too many layers or something. Like she never has her hair back or ready. Chandler, I don't think that you should be complaining about <laughs> me in regards to this podcast whatsoever. I, it's literally the only thing I have to like grab onto that like <laughs> where you've fallen short is like the amount of stuff you wear and sometimes have to disrobe during the podcast. It's literally the only thing you do wrong. You're the only person who complains and I disrobe. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you clearing your throat? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Did someone have a little COVID cough? <laughs> Okay, Chandler, how have you been? What's going on? Oof, I, I love how I say that. Like, I haven't seen you all day really, and all day yesterday. Like, we see each other about every 35 minutes. <laughs> how you doing? How you been? Uh, Lauren, how do you think I've been? Uh, not well, bitch, in the words <laughs> of our dearly departed Dorinda. You've been very stressed, but I know that you love working hard. And so it's been fun to see you thriving. I working. love I love working hard. I love being able to tell people that I work hard. That's what I like. And I like throwing it in other people's faces and using it against people. I just don't want to have to edit something out of the podcast later. So that's why I'm trying to preempt and not be like, yeah, I know you hate all, doing all this work. So. <laughs> It's okay. I actually, I really do love, I love my job. My job is separate from working hard. I just don't know that I love working hard, but I, the best part about working hard is getting to tell the other people that you work really hard and then get out of oh, things or make people feel guilty. Right. Like I've literally used this card like every, every like couple of hours when someone's asked me to do something. It's great. We all have that friend that's like, oh, I work 90 hour weeks and I love it. It's just who I am. I just, that's what I give. I give 110% every day, all day, 110 days out of every month. Lauren, get rid of that friend. But we have them in our lives. And I just think that one of the values the pop apologist can bring is let's just admit it. Let's just admit that no one likes to work hard. It sucks. Okay. Unless you're working on your own business, your own venture. And even then. And even then. It sucks. It's hard. Working hard sucks. I think like my preferred state is just vegetative and everything else above that feels like a huge strain. That being said, I really do love my job. I would like to make working soft a trend. Like I work soft. Working limp. I put in a cute three hours a day. 
here's my ideal schedule, a working schedule. Okay. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, half day. Mm-hmm. And my hours are 10 to 2.30. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the 10 to 2.30 window is like a great, like, I'm productive. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna work through lunch. Like, I'm just literally going to get it done. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then and then at 2.30, you're just like, oh, I can't possibly do any more work. And that's when you mm-hmm. go home and you have the rest of the day to yourself. 10 to 2.30 is great. I'm going to add a lunch break in there, an hour lunch. Right. And I'm going to take away the Thursday. And half day. that for me is a great schedule. A Monday and Wednesday, cute three and a half hours. <laughs> Gorgeous. Stunning. I couldn't ask for more and I, I mean, won't ask for more unless I run out of money, in which case I will work more. <laughs> but at this point, no. When you would go into dad's office, would you say that wasn't your schedule? Well, going to dad's office, I'm like working for myself and I'm doing whatever I want. And yes, I, when I go into dad's office to get work done, I like a cute three hour experience. I like to have an excuse to leave the house, but I get there and two hours in, I'm a little cold. The air conditioner is a little nippy. (laughs) Okay. And I'm just thinking, you know, what's calling my name? I would just, I would like to succumb to the siren song of my sectional. That's what I would like to do. <laughs> Look at That's that how turn I feel. of Yeah. Um, let me just paint a picture for the listeners really quick about when you and I were going into dad's office together. Mm-hmm. Um, I would wake up at the ASS crack of dawn mm-hmm. to drive to Lake Forest, which is not a pretty drive in, you know, at golden hour, let alone at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I would get in there. I would just begin my daily drudgery. Not really drudgery, but you know what I'm saying. And then around 1030, between 1030 and 1130 at that big window, Lauren would float in in a breeze in. She would breeze in with a great outfit on. Her face would be perfectly glowing from waking up at nine and then spending an hour getting ready. And yes. then I would I would barely give her a nod because, you know, I'm knee deep, you know, solving the world's problems. Mm-hmm. Bags under your eyes. Yeah. And I would just, oh, Hello. Uh, I would have already had about three cups of coffee. Lauren's like, do you want to go get coffee? I just got here, but I'm ready for a break. <laughs> Literally. You've definitely said that. <laughs> I could always tempt you with a 10-minute ten, ten into the working day break. Absolutely. And then, well, yeah, like clockwork every day around two or three, you'd say, I'm just too cold here. I'm going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Because I don't like air conditioning. It's too cold against my skin and a sweater will ruin my outfit. There we are. Definitely cut out for soft work. Yeah, I wasn't, I would like to say, I I don't think I was cut out to work at all. But you know, I'm not at a point yet where I can retire. Unfortunately, I try to tell Pagan every day that it's time for him to fully give me all the money I need. But (laughs) it hasn't happened yet. Every day. (laughs) No, actually, I've never said that. You know what I would do at my last job though? What? What? At my when I worked at Stance. So my last full time job when I was fully employed, I would I worked at a company called Stance, and I would. Oh my gosh! I don't even know if I want to admit this. Just admit it. Come on. Look, okay. our pod still would, has a very small following. We're not. We're going to be like soon enough here. We won't be able to really share all of our secrets. Okay, so we had this cafe area at work. And sometimes I would be like, okay, I'm just going to go into the cafe. Oh, here's the thing about Stance. They had no lunch hour because they had food on site. No one took an actual proper lunch break and like left. I hate that. Yeah. And so you kind of, you worked through lunch all day. Meetings were always scheduled over lunch. And so you never really took a break during the day. And I need a full hour. I need a full hour of restfulness, which I was not provided. 
So I just took it upon myself to give it to myself. And so at some point in the day, I would be like, I just need to take my laptop to the cafe, pretend I'm working, but really like online shop or read celebrity gossip. One of the two, I find a a killer Atlantic article. I go in at like two o'clock, I get a coffee and I would spend 30 minutes and just read an article or online shop. Is your screen facing anybody at this time? No, no, it was to the, it, I was sitting against a wall in the cafe and so no one mm, could see my screen. Genius, genius. Yes. And I felt like I left the cafe after my little breaks. I would be refreshed. I'd be recharged. I have, I have new en- ideas to offer t- to the <laughs> table. It had nothing to do with work, but, but you know, I felt like it was, I, I'm, th- these are my confessions. Call me Usher. Wow. I hope there's part two and part three. Can um, I actually tell you wait, my I, one other confession? I'm sorry. Yeah, then I have a confession I want to share after okay. that. I'm literally over the top right now. Chandler, I just want to say getting laid off was bad. It was very sad during COVID and it was not fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm just so grateful I don't have to pretend to care about socks anymore. Like, I literally couldn't care less about right, socks. Right. And I never cared about socks. Yeah. And I don't have to pretend, like, to care at all about durability. Textiles. More moisture wicking. Like, thermoregulation of the foot. Literally never cared. Literally now I can just say it out loud. <laughs> wow. Your truth. Gosh, I, I'm free at last, baby. Free at last. Let's have mm-hmm. a moment of silence. Wow. Let freedom ring. Okay, Let freedom ring. Confession. Freedom ain't free, baby. Oh, here's my confession. Lauren, at my darkest moment at a previous job, I would inflict, I don't want to say pain during the lunch break hour, but I would just try to attempt to feel something other than the misery that was the nine to five. So I would... I would, (laughs) let's call it like heat therapy, basically. Mm. I would either go up to my car and repark in a discreet parking spot and turn on the seat heater as high as it can go and just lean back and, you know, really lean in to the heat and just try and feel something. Or I would go outside and try and just, you know, absorb the vitamin D and basically stare at the sun. Mm-hmm. Until I, I I got a headache from staring at it, and then I the only reprieve would be going inside. <laughs> Until you passed out, and they had to call an ambulance. Right, from and the, exposure. Oh, and there was actually a hospital quite near our, our our office, and I sometimes did wistfully think, I wish I was in that ambulance. There's nothing. There's nothing like the feeling of leaving an office building, a <sighs> cold air conditioned office building, where you're forced to be working or pretending to work. We all know that the two. You know, we go back and forth between the two people. For some, for some like yourself, not necessarily um, for me. As you can tell, I work really hard during the day. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> uh, sure. Going, go, going outside, walking outside, and then feeling the sun on your face mm-hmm. and on your skin. It is like you're seeing color for the first time. It Seriously. is like you're given sight back as a blind person. Like I, it's an incredible feeling. You know, one time I, that was one of the other favorite things I would do is I would go get a Starbucks because the best thing about a Starbucks is even if your Starbucks is 10 minutes away, that's a 30 minute trip. Easily. 10 minutes there, five to 10 in line. Hopefully the drive through is extra long. 10 minutes back. So you can say, I'm going to get a Starbucks. It's just down the street. Oh, no problem. See you in 30, bitch. Like you go, you go, you get your Starbucks. So one time I went to Starbucks and I saw another girl I worked with at the company. Okay. 
it was that. And she had her own like little business and I saw her and she was just fully just working on her little business, like during business hours at the Starbucks down the street. Hey. And I just had mad respect. Like the level of not giving an F at that point was astonishing and stunning. Well, I think one thing that working from home has like taught us, if I can wax on a, if I can extol what I've learned from this year, is that you don't really need to spend every waking moment working in an office. You You, you can get just as much work done Mm -hmm. at home, taking intermediate breaks to run errands or do what you need to do. And the work, just as much work gets done, folks, just as much work. And I swear my misery level has plummeted. Uh, A, because I'm at a better job and B, just because I have like the freedom over my day again. You can get more done at home. You can be more productive. When I was going into work, I would, if I had any major project I needed to get finished, I would tell like my boss or whatever, okay, I'm going to work at home for the next couple of days to bang this out. Because otherwise, like you're chatting, you're walking back and forth between meetings. You're going up to your car to turn on your seat heater so you can feel something. So your so your soul can be awakened. So you can try to just feel a damn thing. So you can set your soul on fire during the workday. <laughs> so you can finally feel something again. So you can finally laugh again. Yes, it's amazing when you can get down at home versus at the office. And this is with this is disclaimer if you don't have children to take care of. Definitely, this is from two single gals. There is something about like the workday distractions that like is so real. It's so hard to like have a solid working block of time when someone is constantly coming up to your desk or you... Oh, in an open working environment? I would literally stop to chat to my like BFF Kelly or Faith on either side of me like every 17 minutes at least. Just, oh, this thought popped into my head. Let's discuss. Totally. I So shout out to Mindy. Uh, I don't know if Mindy will ever hear this. I think she sometimes listens to the pod. But Mindy was one of my favorite people at Stance to ever talk to. And I would fully be like, mm, does Mindy look busy? I have a juicy story. <laughs> I would love to go pretend like I have an urgent question to ask Ooh. her and then chat with her for 30 minutes in her like quasi private office she created. <laughs> and then we literally just gossip for like 30 or 45 minutes. <sighs> Those are some of my most gorgeous memories from working. Like the, those are the things I cherish. Right. Office gossip. Like Mm. once, when someone, one of your uh, close confidants, like tips you off that they have like, you know, some hot tea and then you find a room to gab together. Like you, it's not hot tea. It's freaking crack. It feels so good. It is like literally, I don't care if I'm on a nine one one project, like that has to go out in the next 40 minutes. If there's hot tea, like I will get it done. I will make it work. Yeah, you're sipping the tea, the project, it'll get executed just very poorly. And, yeah. you know, that's the price you pay for employing, you know, people that don't want to, that like to work soft. <laughs> so here we uh, are. Here we are. If any of anyone who I work with is still here, um, just know I do love my job. Yes, you do. You know what, Lauren, I just want you to know that no matter how much of a mediocre worker you are in the workplace, you put in 150% on this podcast That's and true. nobody can ever tell me that you work soft because you do not work soft. See, but it's different when it's like your thing, you know? Right, when it's- right, exactly. Okay, so can we talk about this week's giveaway? Let's talk about this week's giveaway, baby. By the time this is released, you'll have one day left to enter. It ends Thursday at noon. We are recording on Monday evening. People, it's $250 to Morgan Stewart Sport. 
You guys, the athleisure trend is literally not going anywhere. If Lululemon and Fabletics has taught us anything, like leggings are only getting more and more popular. Mm -hmm. And I want everyone to have the leggings they deserve, uh, the leggings they enjoy. And Morgan Stewart Sport, which used to be called TLA, as Lauren said, uh, if the best. They're they have fantastic colors. Great they're fit. Great fit. They're super flattering. Like I've never gotten complimented on my legs and leggings. I'm just gonna be honest with the pod. I've gotten some compliments at a yoga studio uh, in TLA. They leggings. make your legs look so good. Yeah, and they have the cutest biker shorts. They have like really cute sweats and sweatshirts. It's just really it's it's was just way hotter and trendier than Lululemon, but the same quality. And they're they're right now they're following the trend of like the country club looking like logos and like graphics, which I find to be super fun because I'm a single woman and I don't know if a single woman could be a part of a country club, but I like Probably to think not that allowed. I. Probably not, but I'd like to think that I could be yeah. and I, when I wear Morgan Stewart's. A dress for the job you want, Shan. Thanks, sis. But beyond our giveaway, Shan, can I tell you about my weekend, my camping experience? <sighs> Lauren, tell me about your camping experience because I, I saw many um, a sprinter van over the weekend and I thought of you. So I feel like I have to tell the listeners how it went because I – if you heard the last week's pod, I was saying that I was not going to be uh, fun or sprightly or athletic or outdoorsy or cute on this trip. I felt like I was just going to, I felt like a bump on a log. And a I was not excited. A bump on a log? You I sis, just, never. I just did not feel ready to be like fully athletic for a right. weekend. And it was. S- sleeping in a van. And then, so anyway, but I just want to say, and this is honestly the biggest letdown. I feel so lame saying this. But truly, I had the best time. And so I guess it's like the old adage, when you get out of your comfort zone, yeah, 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 snore, snore, snore. Snore, super snore. Super snore. It really can. It really, it like creates some of the most magical experiences. So I had a blast. It was super fun. And I highly recommend van camping. Can you tell us? Van camping is everything. Okay. But Lauren, like, how do you like go to the restroom with your fiance in such close proximity? Like, doesn't the, don't you have to go inside the van, like literally right next to whatever double bed you're sleeping on? Vans don't have toilets. <laughs> you're honestly sometimes I'm shocked that you've gotten you've done so well in life. <laughs> a van, an RV, like all of them are bigger than like a car I'd ever want to drive. So what can I say? Chan, this week celebrities in Europe. Let's discuss breaking the travel ban. First, we have Kylie Jenner in Paris. Mm-hmm. Do you hear about this? Yes. Apparently, she went there for business, working on co- working for I, Cody Cosmetics. Yeah, who knows? Doubt that's true. Just well, say it. interestingly enough, Brad Pitt also went to Europe, and he. What's interesting is we found out that he was going to Europe with because you know we all found out the big kerfuffle that he's dating this twenty-seven-year-old, mm-hmm. which I have so much to say about. But I read today that he was going there because he's releasing a rosé champagne. And so it was like a business trip too. So all these celebrities are going to Europe wow. under the guise of doing business. On business. I see. That's how you do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm not really sure what his girlfriend's business like, is there. Do you just tell the U.S. government like I'm going on business? What's the customs process? Can we get a lying. customs officer on agent on the podcast? I think that should be our next move. See, I think when you're flying private – you don't there, have to go through customs. There are or no customs. No, I think you just go. I think when you're flying private, it's open season, open air. If you can, you fly private, like literally direct from LAX to Italy. Yeah, totally. Of course. Like that, those planes have enough gas. Is maybe my question. 
Yeah, a hundred. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? You think they all stop in New York? I just feel like it's like, can you make that long of a journey in a small plane? Yes, you definitely. Yeah. If you're flying private to Europe, you have to charter a jet that can get there. But there obviously are private jets that have big enough fuel tanks. Like nonstop. Okay. Sorry. Logistics. Another reason we should have a customs agent on here. Yes. Okay. Kylie Jenner. Do we want to get into it at all? Yeah. The whole thing is sus. The whole thing is sus. But I want to say that I just think that it's not worth complaining about or getting worked up about. Like, yes, it's annoying that Kylie Jenner is flying private to Europe during a pandemic and posting photos of herself on the Notre Dame or whatever. But I just think as a human being, if you just breathe in and realize that the uber wealthy and elite are always going to do whatever they want and they're going to flout laws and rules and you just like breathe that in and then breathe it out and let it go. You will achieve so much zen in your life. Like, just don't get worked up about this, people. This is my new serenity prayer. Like, accept the things I I cannot change about celebrities' lives. God grant me the strength to accept the things I cannot change about Kylie Jenner's life. Don't write a Twitter thread. Flip the page. Move on. We're over it. Turn the page. Turn the other cheek. It's just how the world works, okay? So I just, I like to come from a place of acceptance and not a place of resistance. And judgment. Lauren, one week of camping, guys, and this is what it's done to her. One weekend. But I want to say that the Brad Pitt and girlfriend situation, I have many thoughts on. I shared many, I shared some of my thoughts on Instagram stories. But I'm going to reiterate them briefly. Is that okay? Yes, please. Okay. So Brad Pitt is dating a 27 year old model. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Her name is, okay, I'm forgetting the name. Let's see. Cool. Great. Already off to a great start. She's, oh, it's Nicole Potular. Nicole, Nicole Potularowski. Potularowski. Okay, so Brad Pitt is dating Nicole Potularowski, a 27-year-old model. And what's crazy about this, or what's interesting about this, is that if you're a student of gossip, you will know that all paparazzi photos are intentional. Very, very, 100%. very, very, very few paparazzi photos are not pre-planned by the celebrity themselves. They are orchestrated. They are called in. They are planned in advance. It's not like paparazzi are just sitting at LAX in the private plane section waiting for a celebrity to get there. Those are private areas of the airport. They can't just get there. This These photos were literally facilitated by Brad's mm-hmm. team. No doubt about it. And what happened was is... Angelina Jolie requested that their private judge in their divorce be removed and replaced with a new private judge because of an alleged conflict of interest, okay? And the issue with this is that the new private judge has to learn all about the case again. And this costs a lot of money, although for people of this level of wealth, they don't really care about the money, but it's going to create an a ton more time because they basically have to redo the case. And this has only been a four-year divorce. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to extend the process significantly. So do you think it's any coincidence that Angelina Jolie requests a new private judge and days after Brad Pitt jets off to Europe with photos with a 27-year-old younger lookalike version of Angelina Jolie? People, put on your detective hats. This is all calculated revenge. 100%. 100%. Also, like, I've never heard anything about them in the past. There's, no. There seems to be, like, no no prior documentation of their relationship. Also, did you know well, that she's actually, married? Oh, yeah, okay. So I was going to get to that. First of all, there is gra- grainy pictures of them nine months ago okay. at a sporting event. Okay. Or at some sort of, like, they were sitting in some sort of uh, arena mm-hmm. together. 
And so been they there. clearly like may perhaps they have been low key seeing each other, but the fact that he wanted it to become public was completely intentional. Right. I mean, someone and, like Brad Pitt too, who actually like isn't always in the news. No, totally isn't always on the, in the news. This was a hundred percent a calculated move, and I think so. There's a really interesting theory going around, mm-hmm. which is that Brad Pitt essentially is beloved by suburban mothers and suburban women. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1000%. Which I mean, being a suburban mother is a stunning state of being. Okay. You Definitely. know, you live in a great house, right? Work soft. You know, you're doing your, you work soft. Hopefully you don't work at all. Right. Nothing, no knocking on suburban mothers. I hope to be one someday, but anyway, he's beloved by suburban women. Okay. And he has always kept his relationships for the most part, on the up and up. Yes, there was the whole leaving Jen for Angelina issue, but he's never dated someone grossly age inappropriate whatsoever. He's not a Leo. No, he's not a lizard he's not, brain. Like he's a playboy, I will say, but I don't think that he's quite as much of a playboy as Leo, and he doesn't flaunt not it in a gross close. way. Like exactly, Leo and he doesn't have yeah, and he's not Leo. Probably wouldn't even date this girl because she's twenty seven. Right, Leo it's like twenty six, twenty five. Uh-huh. No, above twenty five. 25, he's never dated a girl stay. after their 25th birthday. So that yeah. should say something to you. But oh, yeah, you're I'm out. Literally, I've aged you, out. You've aged out of Leo's demographic. Oh. I know. But what's so interesting. I can like hear James. Are we gonna, <laughs> is it going to be too loud? It'll be fine. It'll be okay. fine. People, there's a party going on in the background. So if you hear some background noise, we apologize. But know that we've left a party to record for you. So be grateful. Yes. So I just think it's interesting that all these calculated pictures come out and he makes a point to let the world know that he's moved on with a much younger version of Angelina Jolie. She's she's literally the spitting image of Angelina Jolie. The spitting image. She's a tan version of Angelina Mm -hmm. Jolie, Mm -hmm. but except she's what, 15 years younger or whatever. The thing for me, I don't have a problem dating someone 10 years younger or 15 years younger or 17 years younger. I think it's when you get into the 30 years younger territory that it's really gross there's always just an extreme power imbalance and also what are they going to talk about she i don't honestly i'm just going to actually play devil's advocate here like i'm sure i could find things to talk to brad pitt about (laughs) yeah that's true that's true I'm, i'm sure it's super fun for her and i think that there's something less skeezy about it because it's brad pitt okay well, I will say because he's obviously attractive, right? Like he's still a really attractive guy. And so right. you know, like she's getting out of something out of it. Yeah. Like she's having fun. But the the crazy twist is she is actually married. She's actually married yes. to a 68-year-old. Yes. His name is Roland. So I don't <laughs> that's where it ends for his, me. His name is Roland. And apparently they met when he was filming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wait, I thought he was a restaurateur. No, no, I'm sorry. Brad met oh, Brad and her, yeah, right. When, right. They, when he was filming Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. And there's some sort of Leo connection because Leo was in the movie too. And the mm-hmm. theory is basically that Leo like has like, influenced Brad negatively and kind of brought Ooh. him into this world where they're like, dating as much younger women and right, all of that. Right, right. So, and I, I think- mean, I don't know that that's necessarily like, as much as I would like to put all that blame on Leo, I feel like that's just men being men. That's true. I will say, I think it's interesting because I don't know if you remember, but when Brad left Jen for Angelina, mm-hmm. there was all Mr. This, and Mrs. Smith. How could there, I forget? How could you for, Lest we forget, there was all this talk about how Brad was leaving behind this basic B 
Jen, who just, you know, was like to just chill out, have fun, likes a chicken, like a smart water, likes yoga, likes to go to Mexico and have a margarita. Like that's that's about as exotic as she gets. Yes. And he was leaving her behind for the more exotic shores of Angelina Jolie with her, you know, United Nations ambassadorship. She's worldly. She writes motorcycles through Africa. She's saving orphans. She's saving the world. And she's super sexy and dangerous. She's thinking about big ideas mm. and trying to solve big problems. She's and hooking was, up with her brother. It's hot. It's fun. It's hot. It's fresh. It's new. She was this completely non-basic. She was an enigma. She was an enigma. And... Brad said in an interview, basically alluding to say he said he was bored with Jen. Mm. He was bored in his life. Okay. So sad. I think he amended his statement once he caught all this fire for it. And he was like, I'm the one to blame that I was bored in my life and not pushing myself. And he basically right. saying that he found, you know, this woman who was like, could, was basically Aladdin showing him a whole new world or whatever. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. What I think is interesting is we've literally come full circle and after doing a bunch of philanthropic work with Angelina, getting into that world, becoming a father, having a big family, it turns out actually Brad just wants to date some thought and go on vacation. Brad is just as much of a lizard brain as the rest of them. He's just as basic as Jen, except Jen just accepted it and enjoyed it and thrived in it. She didn't, you know, create a big family and then abandon it. So. Right. That's just my opinion. And that's my opinion. <laughs> that's my opinion, Gretchen. Okay. Ugh. Thank you, Lauren, for that incredible walkthrough. That's my analysis of the situation. So if you agree, if you disagree, please let me know. Send me a DM. I would love to discuss further. Would love. Other celebrity news. Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom had their child, Chandler. Lauren. Daisy Can we talk about Dove. the name? Daisy Dove Bloom. Daisy Dove Bloom. I've gone through a she's journey here. about this name. She's really? Here, she's okay. arrived. She Wait, has let's a go. Flower. Can we go back in time for a second to mm-hmm. when we first recorded about Orlando Bloom? Oh my gosh. That so we recorded this episode about Orlando Bloom. And this is the episode that basically made us Okay. Made us take it, down the podcast. So we started this podcast in 2016, but our mom found out about it and she made us delete it. Mm-hmm. And this is when she was basically still paying most of our bills right. or part of our bills or whatever, or just had, you know, emotional, um, a hold of a stronger hold over us <laughs> and our personal freedoms. And the reason we took on this pod is because we had one episode where we talked about Orlando Bloom and um, I don't, I if anybody my... remembers the paddleboard nudes, that's all I'm going to say. We won't go into detail because we still want to be respectful to our mother, but there was a dissection in 2016. Yeah. Audio format. We definitely, yeah, we, we threw caution to the wind with, with that expose. We sure did. Well, and who could have guessed that Hawaiian trip would not, would, would have resulted not in a fling, but in a, courtship and then marriage and now child with Katy Perry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I have a dark theory about their relationship. Let's get into it. They just had a baby. What better timing? I feel like he's with her because she is super, obviously super wealthy. And his, I mean, what, his trajectory is like, nothing. he's completely plummeted. He's right. hasn't acted probably since 2010. No, I think he was in, he was on like some Amazon show, something weird that nobody watched. I remember reading a lot of gossip about how Miranda Kerr, so she got, she became a model. She got a taste of celebrity life. She marries Orlando Bloom. And then 
I think she kind of realized a couple years into their marriage that his star was falling and fading and she was going to be the major earner and she wanted to, you know, hitch her wagon to a better and boy, oh a boy, wagon. did she hitch her wagon. <laughs> so she dumped Orlando Bloom and went for a tech tycoon. And not just a tech tycoon, like she went for the tech tycoon. I would call that. Evan Spiegel the tycoon. I would call him a tycoon. But wait, but- he's one of his top five tycoons. Okay, yeah. He's not Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg, but he's definitely up there. Right. Yeah, it's definitely impressive. But I mean, who's even on Snapchat anymore? Mm, Lauren. Are people Easy still there. snapping? youngins are still staffing all the time okay i didn't know that anyway i just think it's interesting that i think they both went for wealthier celeb like wealthier people than themselves like i think orlando did the same thing like he wanted to hitch his wagon to a bigger star so he could keep enjoying the lifestyle you know what good for them and i'm sure he loves katie i'm sure Miranda loves evan but does it help that loving them comes with flying private and a 10-star lifestyle? Mm, yeah, I think it does. It does. It does, folks. It does. It would help any of us. So anyway, I just want to say on the Daisy Dove Bloom name, they named their child, they named their daughter Daisy Dove Bloom. I've had a full metamorphosis about this name. Okay. Um, at first, I was I was like, what? How could you name someone Daisy what? Bloom? No. It's a children's story name. It's so cloying and overly sweet and gross. Like, how is Daisy Bloom going to create a LinkedIn profile one day? How is she going to submit a resume? Daisy, what is it? Daisy do? What is Daisy it? Dove Bloom. Even just Daisy, Daisy Bloom. DDB? That's not an agency. Daisy Dove Bloom is destined for a life a trajectory that is just completely different from a lauren bledsoe or a chandler bledsoe so what i realized i had an awakening a flowering of consciousness if you will Ooh, I, realized, a blooming. Mm-hmm, I realized that daisy bloom never has to work she never has to make a linkedin profile she never has to submit right. a resume right she gets she will probably have 30 million followers on Instagram or whatever the the social media thing is by the time she's, you know, 18 and she's going to be cruising selling fit tea in 20 years. So she doesn't, if she, she wants, be, if she so chooses, if she so chooses, she probably doesn't even need to do that. No. So she can just have a flowery aesthetic and enjoy life in the meadow of, in the meadow of Katy Perry's money. Oof. And that's a great I life. Mean, yeah, that is a great life. I, Orlando Bloom was like my first crush. I think celebrity crush. And mm-hmm. until I realized he was short. And honestly, I I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Daisy. I'm happy for Katie. I think their life looks really wonderful. I'll just go ahead and say it. I remember thinking Orlando Bloom was so cute when I was in the sixth grade and see, watching Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. just drooling over Johnny, drooling over Orlando. But then guess what? I grew the F up. And I just think his voice is so sexy. There's literally, yeah, I'm really into it. Still, I am actually, I'm honestly just like going through Google Images and I'm not stopping anytime soon. Okay, let's figure out how tall Evan Spiegel is. Ooh, great call. Does he, him and Miranda Kerr have a baby, right? She's 5'11". Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. What's the baby that he has with Miranda Kerr's name? Do you know? I don't know that name. I want to look it up because then I want to see what like. Yeah, look it up. Hold on. Everyone, Flynn. No, that's, that's the name of Orlando's baby with Miranda. Right, Flynn. You said Evan, maybe with Evan. Sorry, did 
Oh, yeah, Miranda Kerr did a movie with Evan. Okay, so what's the family? What's the mixed family's name? we got Flynn, we've got Daisy, and then what's the... I don't know what Evan Spiegel and Miranda Kerr's kids' name. That's also, their marriage will not last. No. 100%. Evan and Miranda's. But she'll get a great settlement. Envelope? Wait, no, that's something else. Sorry. Miles. Just... Miles. Miles? Mm-hmm. That's a cute name. Ugh. Evan Spiegel is, like, so unfortunate looking. They've, that's actually their second child. What? Name. Yeah, so I guess I had a wow. first child. I can't find the name though. Let's just look it up. Hart, Hart, and Miles. Okay, the the family at Christmas time. We're gonna say everyone's gathered around. So we've got Miles, Flynn, Daisy, and Hart. Wow, what a fam! What a fam! I mean, actually, for celebrities, those are all relatively normal names. Hart is normal. Miles is super normal. Daisy is a first name. Flynn is normal. It's not like Apple and Moses. All those kids could get jobs. All those kids could have a LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. It's just Daisy Bloom is a lot for me. And I want to say it is the over-the-top version of our niece's name, Lily Grow. Right. Lily Grow is very subtle. Yes, both things are, are reminiscent of a garden. Know, of a garden environment. But it's not Daisy Bloom. It's right. Lily it's a little Grow. bit on the nose, if you will. Yeah. Okay, can I tell you a conspiracy theory I have really quick? Are you turning into dad? It's actually not a conspiracy theory. It's just a little bit of a, it's a reading of Kim Kardashian's story. Okay, okay. She posted today a bunch of hot photos of herself, as always, and some skims advertising, as always. But then she posted, and I don't know if you saw it, but she posted that her friends, her like great friends from childhood, sent her... Uh, food from her favorite, a meal from her favorite restaurant. Did you see this? Okay, no. I'm like I said, I was working hard all day, but I'm gonna look now. Okay, well, okay, hot, hot, uh, hot, hot pictures of her in her bathroom. Mm-hmm. Hot skims. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I wonder if she deleted it. And then now it's hot, like video footage of her. It's one of the. So you know what? I bet you it's gone now because I screenshotted it. I screenshot it at four twenty four. Yeah, it's gonna be gone now. Okay, okay so I'm gone. gonna text you this right now. Okay. I I love this journal, by the way. I love the instinct to screenshot. Thank you. Yes. I, when I saw this, I knew immediately what it meant. So it reads, that's a picture of a plate of food and it reads at carousel restaurant delivery from my besties to brighten my day. My friends and fam know me too well. This on the surface. Great. Sweet. Let's just read the card though. Let's read what they wrote. Kim, we love you Mm. so much and hope you find comfort in your favorite food. Love the lifers. Mm-hmm. Chandler, have you ever wished someone would find comfort if they were doing well or if things were normal? No, this never is, once. This is, I don't know how she, this slipped past her team. Like, I think she's on the verge of a divorce. They've just got to be. Like, I just saw another headline. About, I mean, I know what I said in our live or in our response yesterday, but I am seeing the light. Like, I, I think we're, yeah, we're on the brink. We, we love you so much and hope you find comfort in your favorite food. Also, why are her, why are her, why is the restaurant, why does the restaurant know? I think it's like her, no, the restaurant wrote that like on, it's like if you're writing like on behalf of friends at, right. at the okay. flower shop. The lifers, I guess those are her friends. Like her friends for life. Okay. That, that's why I was confused. Right, right. Also, Chloe okay. Co- Kardashian, before that, I didn't screenshot it, but Chloe had sent her a food truck of beignets and beignets are her favorite dessert i'm sorry there's no no birthday no you don't send someone comfort food unless they're going through an emotionally distressing period right right. and i'm just gonna say too i think that she looks very thin 
And I think she is trying to, I think all of her hot Instagram posts are not just for skims, but they're a little bit like showing Kanye what he's going to miss. Totally. How could she not? How could she not? Is this not so obvious? Wow. Yeah. Did did you get, you got the photo, right? Yeah. No, I'm like, I'm actually looking at her bikini photos right now in the pool. And I think he, I think, I feel like he loves her in that Mexico environment. Mm -hmm. And so there's just something about her posting all of those photos of herself in Mexico, all of these hot bikini photos. Anyway. Yeah. Lauren, I hate to say it. It's honestly sad. Like I'm not trying to bring the pod down, but it's honestly really sad. I disagree. I don't think it's, I think it's, it's just, sad. The, I think I don't blame her. I don't think she should stay in the marriage at all. I just think this yeah. whole situation is sad. In other celeb news this week, Chandler, did you know that Bella Thorne, one Bella Thorne made $2 million on OnlyFans? Lauren, are you kidding me right now? Do I know? I have, I'm plugged into the universe and I have like a spider sense for when Bella Thorne is like, successful i.e. when her daily mail is giving her headlines or when she's making millions of dollars on only fans and it literally throws me off it's not just how hard my work week has been it's not any of that it's literally bella thorne bella thorne's success is your spiral truly couldn't have said it better myself all those times you've been bemoaning her pr and daily mail spreading awareness of her celebrity status she's just been laughing her way to the bank because clearly she cashed in on that pr she's been laughing her way to the bank this entire time and even now i'm just lining her pocket by talking about her on this podcast that i pay money to create Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So not only are you re- resenting her success, but you're cr- contributing to it. Okay, so do you know what this all this drama is actually about? I know that she obviously made $2 million. And then I know that she had to issue some sort of formal apology because I think OnlyFans like, reacted to her making that much money and set some restrictions on their platform. Do you want me to recap you the drama? What happened? Lauren, I've been too busy uh, despising her to actually do any research into this crisis. So if you wouldn't mind. I don't mind at all. So this is essentially what happened. She got on OnlyFans and she sold nudes for $200. Well, the nudes were not actually nudes. They were just pictures of her in lingerie. And all these fans bought the nudes. And when they didn't come to fruition and they just got pics of her in underwear, they complained. And OnlyFans had to issue all of these refunds. And so it created this huge backlog for them and huge problem. So then they created all these new restrictions for their users. Like their users get paid out now monthly instead of weekly. And there's caps on how much people can tip and how much they can sell content for. Right, right. And another little kerfuffle is that Bella Thorne said that she was doing OnlyFans because it was research for a movie. But um, the director (laughs) of the movie that she said she was doing research for said that there was no movie in the works and that was total BS. So do you think she needs cash? Because that would bring me joy if I knew that she was like her bank account was dwindling. I hate to write this to you, but even if she did need cash, she definitely doesn't need it more than you. Damn. (laughs) That's deep. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just had to. I couldn't help it. It's fine. Well, it's um, not as much cash as you probably need it either. Oh, for sure. (laughs) If Bella Thorne needs cash, I definitely need cash. Sorry, Uh, I had to just go for that low blow. I had to, like, get some semblance of dignity. We're here to rouse each other. Yeah, truly. Okay, Lauren, should we wrap this up? I know you want to wrap it up because you have a date to go on. And I do have a question for you. Now that we revealed that, cool. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) This question isn't so bad. It's actually someone wrote it in today. What is the perfect first date outfit? 
Oh, okay. Perfect first date outfit. It depends on the season, folks. Mm-hmm. I would say either a black skinny jean and a tight black t-shirt with mm, either hot. a leather jacket or a jean jacket. And then a shoe of your choosing. I'm not going to be prescriptive when it comes to shoes. As long that. as it's not like a pump like Lauren would. I don't think there's anything wrong with a pump. If you're in LA or New York, a cute pump. If you're going I don't to know. Like, I'm not a pump a girl, dinner. but you are. It's okay. So I like, sometimes I like to wear heels. Yes, I do. It just depends on the vibe you're going for. A black skinny jean is always a classic choice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say I'm a big fan of an LBD on a first date. I like a, a glimmer of polish on a first date. What's I an like LBD? A little black dress. You oh, can. come on. Get, your, get out of here with your White House black market ass. I, a little black dress? It's one of the most classic pieces in a woman's wardrobe. Yeah. Okay, Joan Rivers, Devil Wears Prada. It's like a trench coat. It's, it's just like a classic piece. When have I ever seen you in a trench coat? I, I don't even own a trench coat. <laughs> It's like a it's like a white button down. It's just what it shows is refinement, good taste. It's a good screening because if a guy, if you go on a date with him and you're in a little black dress and he's not just totally in love with you, then he's an idiot. And that's definitely what you want to know off the bat. Definitely. Do you want to tell us anything else about your date? No, I will. Maybe I'll report back no. next week. <laughs> I let us you know. know gonna, we'll leave it up to the listeners and their imaginations. Chandler, are you going to go on a date with Marin Hill's brother? Am I about to publicly declare this, my answer to this? Yeah. Uh, will I go on a date with Marion Hill's brother? Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. Okay. The he, knows, yes. he knows where to find me. We follow each other on Instagram. I'm pretty sure I went on a date with him. You definitely but... went on a date with him and I've just been playing dumb this whole time. I don't know if I'm cool, de- totally cool with that Venn diagram, but we can discuss. I'm totally cool with it. Um, just ask him if he'd rather little black dress or cool girl outfit. Cool, casual, chic stylish those sorts of things not um, dated an, LB, an lbd can be super casual it can be like a fitted every just, oh, just above the knee dress it doesn't have to be like a princess cut every time you say lbd i think you're talking about lbj which i'm pretty sure was like lyndon b johnson the president <laughs> i get very you're pretty thrown. sure you're pretty, pretty sure, sure. That was lyndon b johnson did you graduate from college <laughs> <laughs> more than daisy dove bloom ever will Yes, absolutely. Let's do the reviews, shall we? What's it? We have three new reviews. Okay. So we are extremely grateful. Moment of silence. First is by Kimani, my new favorite. This is my new favorite podcast ever. The pregnancy talk in episode 18 is amazing. As a currently pregnant person, I related to it all. Not to mention, I love everything pop culture. Love you girls. Keep it up. Oh. I love that we somehow came up with good pregnancy talk when we neither of us were pregnant. Don't be an idiot. She's talking about Courtney. Was Courtney talking about pregnancy stuff? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren's, I can't believe we did it, but wow, I bet we, I I believe that we did. (laughs) I mean, I'm just ready to take credit for it. Wow, incredible. Uh, Thank you so much, Kim Money. Very nice. So nice. Next one. Yes. Jenna.West, cute name. Top-notch pod. In the time of polarizing politics and conspiracy theories, I would gladly trade in some of my real friends for these girls. Their hot takes are spot on, and I can't get enough of the family lore. The talk of quitting the pod made me spiral. Keep it going. I will be the first to buy tickets if this ever goes on the road for a podcast tour. I'm picky with my podcasts, and this one is truly (gasps) top-notch. Jenna, (laughs) literally get rid of those friends. We are your new friends. We are your new friends. We, I think we should just do a podcast tour. I think we could definitely sell out like a coffee shop in each major city. Mm, we could sell out a table at a coffee shop. 
That's what I mean. We could have some sort of open mic audience at a coffee right, shop. Right. We could crash open mics throughout we the could, country. What you're saying is that we could camp out at a few different Starbucks across the United States. Totally. With like a pathetic sign and just right. beg people to listen to us. Okay. We, we can't wait to see you there, Jenna. Jenna, we'll let you know which cafe we'll be at. <laughs> the, next, the next is your midweek boost by Anna Melendez. I consider myself a friend of this pod. Truly not one to write reviews, but I feel I owe it to these sisters. Keep up the great work. I just want to say, and this is a little bit more of on a serious note, I feel like one of the best things about this pod is I've already made new friends from it and I've reconnected yep. with old friends and it's just been so fun. It's actually strengthened so many of my relationships and friendships. So I consider you a friend of the pod too. Every person that's listening is a friend of the pod, 100%. Definitely. And if you haven't left us a review and you consider yourself to be a friend of the pod, you're actually not. Well, I mean, let's dial it back. We would <laughs> we encourage you to write a five-star review and to truly... If you, you want know, to be the truest of friends of the pod, leave us a review. Exactly. That said, Chan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I must go get ready. Go put on my black jeans and black shirt. So, you know, just leave that LBD to gather dust. Yeah, sh- th- that'll be hanging in my closet till I have to go to a funeral. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to y'all next week. I'll talk to you literally in two seconds. Okay. Bye. Talk to you in two seconds. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus' wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books found in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.